Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. Hey, the first day of the week that the market's actually trading because yesterday was President's Day. And we'll talk about, uh, well, there's not much economic news coming up, but the markets are uh, moving all over the place and not in the right direction. So, hey, we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a second. Before we do, though, let me just remind you that uh, we can't control what the market does. We can't control what Washington does, and we sure as heck can't control what Russia does over on the other side of the pond. But we can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. And if you don't know what that risk is, you don't know what your risk number is, then that's a misstep. We really need to understand that so you know if you're in the right place or not. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design, where we'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, we got Dave coming up next. Seven lighted, and we really are here, we promise. Just every once in a while, we're trying to solve the world's problems and figure out what's going on. And I lose track of a record. It's time to check in on your money and find out what's going on. See whether or not I've rifted up to give Philip Stadler a chance to catch his breath from Stadler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today? Uh, hey, we're back to trading today, and uh, it uh, looks like we're off to a, uh, a red start again this morning. Boy, does it ever. To catch everybody up with what's going on, Russia rolled across the Ukrainian border after declaring that they were recognizing the uh, Russian rebel provinces of Ukraine as independent countries and calling it a peacekeeping mission when they rolled across the border. And President Biden yesterday responded by saying he was going to slap those rebel provinces with some really steep sanctions. Nothing on Russia just the two rebel provinces about the size of Rhode Island, which prompted President Putin, I suppose, to laugh a little bit. But Germany this morning actually turned the spigot off on the Nord Stream pipeline, which actually is a sanction that could mean something to Russia. So it's going to be interesting to see what happened. But as soon as Germany made the announcement, oil prices, the futures market bumped up above $95 a barrel. It's off by a little bit. But, yeah, there's some ripple going on of the events of the last 24 hours, aren't there? Oh, definitely are. I mean, we've seen the futures. I mean, I was looking at them uh, first thing this morning, and, 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 you know, the Dow is down 400 points. And, well, we've uh, one of my little things uh, said that it was actually green for a little while, about eight o'clock this morning. It's not now, folks. I hate to tell you, it's back uh, back red, but but you know, only like eighty three dollars as composed to four hundred. It was first thing this morning when I looked. I'm not at all sure how to respond to what the uh, overnight futures on the equities markets were thinking and doing. Because uh, after the Russians rolled across the border, uh, things were holding way low. I mean, it would have been a bloodbath had we opened at the levels the futures were at. But starting about 1 in the morning, they started climbing back up. So as you say, we're red, but we're nowhere near as red as we were about 2 a.m. And I'm not 100% sure what prompted the investors to uh, turn their mood on the futures markets positive. Do you? No, I don't either, unless, um, you know, there's a few earnings here or there that were some positive news. If uh, that could have shed, you know, that could have got traders maybe moving in that direction. But, uh, yeah, from a world standpoint, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how they read what's happening right now, but obviously it's not good. 
Absolutely not good. It's, and one of the things that needs to be brought out, and it might have been this statement, one of the analysts that J.P. Morgan uh, put out an overnight statement saying that the uh, Russian invasion in the Ukraine was not going to be a driving economic force in the United States markets. And uh, that might have given a little bit of uh, cover for some of the guys to say, well, let's dip a toe back into the water. Uh, yeah. Is that why oil prices went up so much today? Uh, yeah, well, I was kind of thinking, I was stretching my head and trying to say, yes, it may not affect our domestic equities markets all that terribly much, but the price of oil went up. I, I'm showing it up two and three quarters percent as of a minute ago, and I know you've got more current tick market numbers on that than I do, but price of oil is over $90 a barrel right now. So, yeah, we got affected a little bit, didn't we? Absolutely, we did. And, uh, you know, the price of oil affects a lot of stuff in this country manufacturing to you and I traveling back and forth to work. So um, that, that's a big deal. Absolutely. And that uh, uptick in the price of oil went before the German announcement that they were shutting down the pipeline out of Russia. So my suspicion is that, uh, you know, $93 a barrel might actually be a floor for the price of oil for a couple of weeks until we get supply alternate chains running. Yeah, or, or we get Russia back under control, which uh, I don't see that happening, really. I've got a sneaking hunch that uh, Putin's testosterone overdose at this point in time is probably not going to be under control for at least the near-term future. I mean, somewhere down the line, he's got to break down because we can pretty well cripple their economy. But it takes a little while for the economy to turn it up to the point where even somebody like Putin could blink just even the slightest little bit. Well, that, that's true. And, and uh, we may be in a game of chicken here to figure out who wins. Yeah, and I'm nowhere near optimistic about either side really winning Will in this thing. And the fact that he actually did roll the tanks across, I found it almost artistic to say, okay, we're going to recognize them as an independent country, so we're not really invading the Ukraine yet. But, uh, basically, our government blinked a little bit and put a minor set of sanctions on the Europeans are literally honked, and they were actually responding in kind. Macro information out of our government this morning, not a lot going on until after 9 a.m. We're going to get some information, some manufacturing information coming in starting between 9 and 10 a.m., but we're pretty much on our own this morning responding to rumors of inflation, concerns about the Fed, and, of course, our friends over in the Ukraine messing around. And we're starting the morning out, and I feel a need to bring this back up because we talked about it yesterday morning, that if the uh, NASDAQ had stayed as low as it was, uh, early this morning, we would be officially into a bear market there. We're at 16.4% down from the uh, uh, from the uh, high that we had a few months ago on the NASDAQ exchange. So a really bad day or two on NASDAQ could put us officially into bear market territory. Well, that's true. And we have to continue to watch that. And I know we're making some adjustments here uh, in some of our portfolios because of, of where we are and what's happening in the economy. Uh, and, and the markets as a whole. But hey, we do have some earnings out there, Dave, and that uh, uh, maybe that will help uh, throughout the day. I'm not sure. But, but we do have some retail numbers that are, uh, well, looking pretty good. You know, yeah, Macy's. Yeah. Macy's had a pretty good quarter, huh? They really did. Uh, Macy's beat by 45 cents a share. Uh, came in like $2.45. Uh, they beat on, on revenue as well. Um, so here's the other thing they did. They did two other things. So this, they're four for four here. They authorized a new $2 billion share buyback program and a 5% increase in their dividend. 
And mm. so, uh, yeah. So Macy's up 6% this morning. And so uh, nice, uh, nice bump for them. So to go along with Macy's, I was just kind of drilling around in a couple other of my tip sheets. And um, so Dillard's came up and we don't talk about Dillard's hardly ever because Dillard's is a regional retail firm. But but here in Florida, uh, we got Dillard's and Dillard's is an upscale retail establishment. And so Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought we would uh, point them out. They really had a good quarter as well. Um, They beat. Well, let's put it this way. They were expected to earn $8.75 a share. They earned $15.68 a share. So they beat by almost $7 a share. Um, and and so, so they're trading up today almost uh, 7%. But here's the other thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, but here's the other thing. I, I drilled down a little further in, into dealers because we just don't ever talk about them. And uh, I'm looking at their quarterly reports for the last uh, year or so. Mm-hmm. And Dave, I got to tell you, they have just kicked butt. They have done a really good job through all the economic crisis that we've had. Um, they beat uh, the quarter before, they beat by over um, $7 a share. The quarter before that, they beat by over $6 a share and then $5 a share. So the last time they missed was COVID. May of uh, uh, back in the, the first quarter of, uh, of 2020. So I, I found that interesting because we never talk about dealers and, and but they really had a good a good quarter and they've had a couple good years there. You know, point made. We've been kind of blowing taps for a lot of the premium brick and mortar stores like Macy's for some time and kind of coming to the implied conclusion that, you know, the big monsters like Target and Walmart are the only ones that have figured out a new retail pan- paradigm where online and store pickup and all of those other newfangled ways of getting stuff to the customer are the best way of doing things. There are some of the premium brick and mortar stores that have figured it out too. And it looks like Macy's might have figured it out a little as well. Uh, absolutely. They, they did. And so, uh, so you add that to the other retailer that came out today was uh, Home Depot. Now, granted, mm-hmm. they're not just a retailer, you know, they're also in the construction home improvement sector. So that's an important note to make too. Um, they, uh, they beat by three cents a share. Same store sales also beat estimates. They increased their dividend by 15%. So here's the deal. They were trading up uh, earlier this morning. However, something in there, I don't know if it was just a trigger because they've gotten so high, uh, but, uh, but they're actually trading down right now uh, 3.3%. I wonder if that's tracking interest rates. Remember, we always preach that, uh, you know, the stock price is a leading index. And with the increase in mortgage rates, I'm wondering if people were looking and saying this might be a high watermark. Yeah, and and that's very, very well could be. Uh, We haven't had any really home construction people come out yet. But uh, but I found that one interesting that they uh, they beat on a lot of a lot of key things, but yet uh, are getting beat up this morning. We had um, uh, Temper Sealy, the mattress yep. company. Uh, I knew was out. I'm glad you got them. How are people sleeping lately? You know, not as well as they were during COVID. Uh, <laughs> the original line of COVID, because they're not buying mattresses anymore. I guess everybody bought what they needed. Um, so they missed estimates by eight cents a share. Uh, revenue uh, fell a little short as well, uh, impacted by cost. Um, so from that standpoint, 
but they are definitely trading down this morning. All well, ten and a half percent. Yeah, that's that's borderline Armageddon for an established company like that, isn't it? It is. Hey, I want to give you one more. All right. I want to sweeten your day with Krispy Kreme donuts. I so, heard they. Uh, Okay. So, well, they they missed. They actually missed by a penny a share. Um, they earned eight cents a share. They're supposed to earn nine. Now, revenue did top forecast. And so, uh, you, you know, they've been able to offset. Their, I mean, there was some good news, right? They were, they were able to offset some of their wage increase um, and the commodity inflation with some price increases. So, so some, some good news there out of, out of Krispy Kreme. And they are trading up today 1.9%. Cool. I've got some hometown loyalty to them because I used to live up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where Krispy Kreme was our local donut chain long before they went national. And it's, 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 it's kind of like a delicacy that I don't eat very often, but by gosh, I love it. So people go and get some donuts, would you? <laughs> <laughs> cheering for my former hometown friends. Setting the table here, the Friday was the last time we actually traded real dollars. It was a crummy day. Dow was down by almost seven-tenths of a percent. S&P was down by a little more than seven-tenths of a percent. And the NASDAQ was down by a full percent and a quarter. It was kind of El Stinko on Friday. We had a chance to stew about it during President's Day yesterday. And we've been talking about the wild gyrations on the futures market. How are they setting 45 minutes before the real money gets thrown around, Philip? You know, Dave, they are still red. Um, I will say that the Dow is down about a third of a percent. The NASDAQ, I mean, the S&P 500 has gone almost flat, but now it's down about $5, which is a little over a tenth of a percent. And the NASDAQ 100 is down a little over four tenths of a percent. So everything is definitely in the red right now. However, that's not the case on the commodity side of the coin. We've got a lot of green ink over here. We've got silver up 1% to $24.24 an ounce. We've got gold up a quarter of a percent over $1,900 at $1,904 an ounce. And then like you indicated earlier, crude oil is heading up, is trying to get to 95. Is it up 3% to 93.03 a barrel? Now, like I said, it peaked over $95 a barrel mid over the midnight hours. So I'm not looking forward to the pressure upward on the crude oil markets. And given what we're doing over across the pond, I suspect that's the pressure upward that's going to continue. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was not particularly impressed with what was going on either. They were off. Hong Kong's market was down a full 2.8% overnight just based upon probably our relatively muted response to the Ukrainian incursion. Over in Europe, it's kind of a weird mixed bag. Believe it or not, Great Britain is up by a little bit. Germany's off by a third of a percent. That's the uh, Nord Stream pipeline shutdown, no doubt. And France is pretty close to flat this morning. So it's kind of like yesterday. The closer you are to the Ukraine, the more your market is downward pressure affected in the process. Philip, keeping track of what's going on, you can't, because we're trying to predict what somebody like Vladimir Putin might do, and that's affecting the markets. That means taking the risk out is pretty important. How do I find you to locate the risk in my portfolio? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Dave. There's only one thing we can control within our portfolios, because we sure can't control Putin, and we can't control what happens in Washington, D.C. So you need to know how much risk you have. That's why we developed our core retirement design 
Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design to help design the retirement you always dreamed of. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and on 95.3 FM. And I do appreciate it. We'll see you here tomorrow morning, Philip. Be well and have a good day. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I, I hope that your week is off to a great start. Have a great day. I hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. Take care. Until then, bye now.